0: opportunity to skype with katie and her story is that she was not born a woman but she identifies as a woman and is in the process of transitioning she is transgender i actually learned in this uh, podcast that transgender is the proper term i always thought it was transgendered with an ed but it is not it's transgender So, uh, I learned a lot of things in this conversation. It's a good one. Hope you enjoy. And also, uh, at the end of this episode, uh, I have some phone numbers, outreach. Anybody that is looking to talk to somebody or is feeling super down or, you know, all the stuff. I have some phone numbers and, and names of organizations that can help. All right? All right, let's do it. Here we go. Hi, Katie. Welcome to Hey Human. Hello. How are you? Doing all right. Good. So people listening might suddenly be shocked because I just said hi, Katie, and your voice is rather low.
1: Yeah. uh, You want to explain uh, that? (laughs) I guess that's a byproduct of uh, the fact that I was born... uh, I was assigned male at birth, so, um, yeah, my voice. I've been on estrogen for two weeks now, Ooh. and, um, uh, my voice, uh, has not dropped, or has not risen, rather, um, <laughs> which I guess is to be expected.
0: It will start to do that?
1: It will, uh, naturally start to rise a little bit. Um, my Adam's apple will, will recede. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it'll naturally get higher, and, um, so, hopefully, cross my fingers, I won't be like the, this the, for the rest of my life, you know?
0: <laughs> I doubt you will. <laughs> You're not that now, so it's not like it would. <laughs> how is it on the estrogen? Do you think the estrogen, is it, um, have you noticed a difference yet
1: in your body? Um, not yet. I'm still on a, the smallest dose uh, because I need to test how my body reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, it's like... On a scale of, like, 0.1 to 0.4, some sort of unit that I don't understand, 0.4 somethings. And I'm at 0.1 right now, so I'm, like, 25% of what I will be taking weekly.
0: Oh, okay. So it's yeah. relatively small dosage. So yeah. So your body doesn't um, freak out?
1: It, but, like, the weird thing is, like, I have, like, the one change I have noticed is, like, my emotional well-being is already better than it was. Really? I was in... A pretty, a pretty, pretty awful place for several weeks before uh, I got my first shot at in the in this last uh, I guess two weeks since or two, a week I guess now uh, since I uh, I feel so much better about what I'm doing right now. You know,
0: do you think that's a result of the hormone shot, or do you think that's a result of um, you knowing that you're now in process of transitioning?
1: I think it's that, I think it's like a psychological, um, you know, like the shot didn't like, uh, increase like the endorphins in my brain or anything like that. But I, um, I, uh, I know that like I am finally taking steps, you know, cause I, I realized I was trans. Um, what, what month is it? Is it July yet? It is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would be like nine months ago, I think. Um, and uh, basically just sat on that knowledge for eight of those months. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I started coming out to people and, uh, and taking steps in that sense. But physically, I was making no change in my body. And, like, you know, I'm 20 years old, starting to, like, notice chest hair coming and stuff like that. And I felt this, like, immense pressure that I needed to start doing something. Um, so, and, you know, like, I see... I know some people who like started transitioning when they were like 14 and they're now like 17 for instance and they've had three years to like sort of as they go through puberty they do it they're doing it as a woman so they look like so much better than I look now um and by the time they get to my age they'll be like immeasurably better than I look right now so I have had this feeling like I'm I need to start as soon as possible so I can have as much of, like, um, you know, my life as the human being I want to be.
0: So it's interesting you said that you realized that you're transgendered eight months ago, but now did you just sort of wake up and go, I think I got put in the wrong body, or is that something you've been dealing with your whole life, or, you know, explain that a little bit, because I think for people who are listening, they're going, eight months? You don't, you know, that's not any time.
1: Yeah, uh, well, the short story is, it's, the short version is it's been there all my life, and I just have been ignoring the signs or just not even noticing them. Uh, the longer version is, like, um, there's a, uh, if we're going backwards in time, eight months ago, this, like, I was feeling horrible all the time, and I had no idea, I was trying to figure out why, <clears throat> and I finally came to realize, like, oh this is this is dysphoria that i'm feeling this is gender dysphoria. I feel not at home in my own body um and you know like over the summer last summer i uh had um, i was like starting to tell more people that um you know i like to i i like to wear women's clothes I wish I was a woman um but I didn't put it together that like this awful feelings I was having were because of this um uh basically uh i've been wearing like like women's clothes privately since like third or fourth grade and uh in high school i started like going to sleep hoping that i'd wake up female um and uh you know if i i I always like had this idea like if i were to like rub a genie lap or something right and get a genie uh my first wish would be to retain this this brain I have, but to be born into the body of a woman, mm-hmm. um, and that didn't clue me in. I was just like, "Ugh, oh, this is just something I want." <laughs> um, so I had I, I didn't put it together that's what being trans is. Um, and then uh, end of senior year, I just I keeping a secret for. For like eight, nine years, something like that,
0: from your parents that- and everybody.
1: Everybody, yeah, everybody. I'd never told anybody. Um, so finally, I was like in this car ride with one of my best friends at the time, and I told him, and I explained like that I do this and that I wish I was female and stuff. And then I was like, "But please, never bring this up to me. Never, never mention it again to anybody. And don't even say it to me unless I bring it up." Um, and then,
0: why is that?
1: Because I, I was that embarrassed about it, you know. The um, I, Like, I thought, oh, I'm this boy that likes to wear women's clothes and wishes he was a woman. Um, uh, that's, you know, society would shame me for that, you know.
0: How um, did your friend take it?
1: He was really cool about it. He was, like, didn't think I was weird or anything like that. He was just, like, interesting. And, like, he would ask, like, questions and um, just wanted to know more. Um, and then after that conversation, we never talked about it again for he didn't talk about it again till for like a year I thought he'd forgotten about it or something because he was that good at not t- talking about it so I do appreciate him doing that Um then like going in that was my senior year so going into freshman year of college I had this uh girlfriend who was going to go to college with me Um and she and I
0: girlfriend or friend girl hey, uh, somebody you were dating
1: yeah okay got it uh-huh um, yeah uh she uh she and I got really close um, and basically we ended up breaking up in like October um, and or November and we but like we broke up because we wanted to be friends we didn't want to date anymore um, and I explained to her the same thing that I told my other friend um, in senior year basically I, I wish I was female I want to wear women's clothes and stuff like that. And she told me, well, you know, you can be female. Like, that's a thing. You can transition and and start being female. I'm like, oh, no, that's not not what I want to do. You know, because I I never, I I wanted to be female. I didn't want to transition because um, I didn't want to be a woman who used to be a a guy.
0: You wanted to be born a woman.
1: I wanted to be born a woman. I wanted to have been a woman the whole time. Um, And I just thought, because that's impossible, I'll just live with what I have and, um, you know, so then half a year goes by, oh, she, well, the first thing we did next day was go shopping and she bought me some clothes, um, which is nice for her, and I hid them home at the bottom of my suitcase, put them in the bottom of my underwear drawer, and, um, you know, felt better, and that was fine for about six months until I got back home for the summer and just my summer is very long like three and a half months so I was just sitting there wasn't doing anything you know um, that I wanted to do I was working at this pizza place that was awful to work at and just the conditions were perfect for me to start really thinking about how much I hated the body I have and the person who I was um, and so eventually I started coming out to a few other um, friends not as trans but as just someone who wants to be a woman um, and they would, and I would say, explain like I don't think I'm trans because I don't feel like I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. I just desperately want to be female. Um, I don't.
0: I guess explain that. What you mean by that?
1: Well, and I, after having done some research, this is something a lot of trans people think. It's like there's there's this idea that trans people are just like that. That like I like you are just like a, a woman trapped in a man's body, and like that's I guess that's true but it doesn't like feel that way because I don't know what it's like to feel like a woman or I didn't know what it's like to feel like a woman um, until I started really exploring that but the fact that I was unhappy with my body and that I wished I was had a female anatomy that is being that is being a woman in a man's body you know you um, like imagine if like you for instance woke up tomorrow with like a penis you would feel like my you know female body Um, that's how I felt my entire life I guess yeah Um, uh, uh, so basically like end of summer I I had come to realize like I wish I was female nothing I can do about it I'm just gonna have to live with it and then so then that's next semester at school I I actually studied abroad and you know I was surrounded by nothing familiar so I Basically, the only thing I had that was familiar was me, and because I was in this like turmoil, I was forced to like deal with it. Yeah, and um, I realized, oh, I must be transgender. Um, so Interesting, I, like, you discovered down.
0: that traveling abroad. We had to yeah. do. We have to at least comment on that pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, when I was abroad, I realized I wanted to be abroad. Um, uh, the uh. So I I, um, you know, I sat down that night. I was just feeling awful uh, and not sure if I could keep doing this and um, I was supposed to like write this essay for my assignment instead I wrote a different essay about how, um, about like my experience growing up and all that and uh, basically finished it, sent it to like a very good friend of mine family, friend, mentor, second father type figure uh, that I've had in my life for a while and um, and then went to sleep and felt a little better having, like, realized that. But then I had to, you know, think, oh, I am abroad. I'm dealing with this problem that would be difficult even if I was at home surrounded by my family that love me. I will put this off, put off worrying about this until I get home um, so I can... Um, just enjoy my experience here. Did you dress
0: as a woman while you were there in Europe? Sorry? Did you, did were you out and about Europe as a woman or were
1: you? Oh, no, I, um, I came up to a few of my friends there. I still was presenting as male. Um, but I, I did buy uh, some clothes with a friend of mine and then I wore them around these friends a couple times. Um, but I was still very, very ashamed of it, um, and just felt very uncomfortable and worried that like I would be called out for being weird or something. Even though these were very open people, um, this, the environment I'm in at school is very, very queer friendly, and it's awesome. Um, uh, so yeah, I didn't like really start digging in until winter break, um, redoing research, figuring out what exactly I am. You know, I thought maybe I was gender fluid, but. And then I came to realize, no, I'm just trans.
0: What is gender and, fluid?
1: Gender fluid, uh, it's when you, uh, sometimes you'll wake up and you'll be like, I feel male today. Sometimes you'll wake up and feel female. Ah. Because gender, it's not just a spectrum. Uh, it was described in this, by um, like this professor, uh, as like, if you were to like take like all the colors of the rainbow and then like turn them into a, oh, my cat's here. Hello, cat. Um, <laughs> like, uh, it's like, it's so, it's like so multidimensional, the spectrum. It's not like a, a line and you're somewhere on the line. It's not a plane and you're somewhere on the plane. It's not like a, a sphere and you're somewhere on the sphere. It's like this, it's so diverse. Um, so basically, gender fluid, like people identify as like a male one day and female the next day. Um,
0: but you're constantly identifying as a female.
1: Yeah, I haven't, I, um, the reason I thought I could, um, I might be gender fluid is, like, when things are going well for me when I'm presenting as male, um, sometimes I can fool myself into thinking I can live like this forever, but I have to be, things have to be, like, perfect for me to not feel, um, sad, <laughs> like, uh, and the way I sort of describe that is, like, uh, you know, if you imagine, like, everyone's happiness is on a scale of, like, negative 100 to 100, right, 100's the best, negative hundred's the worst, and most people, they're, they're, like, you know, you get a promotion at work, it's, like, plus 25, or, you know, your uh, cat runs away, minus 15, or something like that, you know, um, most people are at a zero, naturally, but, like, I'm naturally at, like, a negative 50, negative 60 type thing, so I have to be, you know where a normal person would be like an 80 or 90 on that scale.
0: I am a 40 or 50 at the best. That's the best I can get. Would you say that's the reason why a lot of trans folks, um, turn to drugs and alcohol as a means of elevating their moods?
1: Um, I, I mean, imagine
0: the suicide rate has got to be off the charts.
1: Yeah, it's definitely trans teens have the highest rate of suicide and just trans, trans women in general. Um, have the highest mortality rates whether it's homicide or suicide
0: homicide um, i imagine is a big one too
1: yeah, yeah absolutely a Just lot of horrifying. people um uh yes yeah, and i'll talk about that in a little bit because i have a lot to say about that um uh, i hesitate to let no, speak for trans, all trans people but um i would i would not be surprised if that was why a lot of them turn to drugs and alcohol um So yeah, I basically just realized I was trans, and then I um, said, I'll I'll worry about this in the summer, Uh, and then the next four months were absolute hell, because, you know, um, going to school, presenting as male, when I knew that was a lie.
0: To college.
1: Um, Yeah, to college. uh, Presenting as male, it's it's not easy. Uh, There are a lot of dark nights. Not Batman's. So just
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Batman might be transgender. Who knows? We don't know.
1: I, yeah, <laughs> I did read an article about why we don't know the real population of transgender Americans because so many people, because we have this idea that gender is a binary. Um, if we were to simplify gender to like this, a scale from one to ten, ten sure. being female, one being male. Yeah. Um, yeah. You probably have to be like a seven or an eight to really feel dysphoric enough to, to want to transition, and also a lot of people are do identify entirely as female privately, but they don't. Um, like they were mentioning this one guy who is like this uh, successful lawyer in Chicago, uh, who wrote in an anonymously or something and was saying like, when I take surveys online, for instance, I check the box female if it's an anonymous survey without even thinking. Um, but I would never, and I, I have always wanted to be female. I've always, like, admired, um, like, the feminine form or whatever and want that for myself. Um, but I would never, ever transition because my life right now is, is good, and I don't know what my life would hold if I transitioned. It's got to such a
0: scary no-man's land. Now, again, yeah. pardon the pun, but um, to not <laughs> yeah. really... I mean, if... I believe that most of us spend our entire lives wearing masks, for sure. And many of us are quite miserable in the process of trying to be something we're not. Which is why I always find it interesting there's so much hate against trans people, because I find it it shows a grand lack of empathy for one's own struggle. I mean, we're constantly pretending to be something we're not when we go out into the world. How is that different? You know, I mean... As far as, you know, rudimentary speaking. So you're in third grade, and you're thinking to yourself, something is not right here. And you go in and you steal your mom's clothing, and suddenly you're like, huh. How do you... So I know that there is a great percentage... Not a great percentage. There's a percentage of men who dress as female who are transvestite who live their lives as males, but they also live their lives as females. That's different. Yeah. Right. So speak to that a little bit.
1: Um, you can. it's, uh, it's different in that, like, I don't know what it's like, I mean, you know, a transvestite. Um, of course. Uh, my understanding is, it's a difference between, like, they, um, you know, dress in, in drag. Um, and it's fun, and they enjoy it. Um, but, and maybe they even prefer it. But when they take it off and they go back into the real world, they're fine. You know, they're not. Whereas married. for
0: you, it's torturous. You're trying to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will dress in women's clothes. And, or I, back then especially, I would dress in women's clothes. And, um, it felt better, but it still didn't feel good because you're in your I,
0: body you're still in the body that
1: yeah it, i was i was like you know i i would like look in the mirror and see this i'm like so close to what i would want to be but i wouldn't be there and i, I it was like I, I sort of described it as like you, you can't look away from this crude parody i see in the mirror but i hate it i, I can't i hate it but i can't look away yeah um, so yeah um i think it's interesting this idea that everyone has masks, you know, and we sort of demonize people who are trying to remove their masks, you know. Um, And uh, I had a neuroscience professor last semester who she was, uh, she's a lesbian, and um, I was having a meeting with her where we were talking about this, you know, and she was saying, you should, I hope one day you feel lucky because so many cis straight people don't get the opportunity to um, really discover who they are because they're They have, like, it's in some senses a a benefit in the fact that they uh, don't, they're never challenged for their identity, Mm -hmm. they're never um, forced to really examine themselves because they are the norm, they're, you know, they're natural, you know, they they can live their entire lives and never once question why they are who they are. Um, but yeah, but I see,
0: I have to I have to disagree with that because I think, as a heterosexual female, for example, a white one as well. I mean, I'm constantly questioning my place in the world, who I am, what I am, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I do. I mean, I understand what she's trying to say. Yeah,
1: but I think you, but like uh, uh, many, many heterosexual cis people, cis need to. Cis means cisgender. Uh, you born. The, the sex you're assigned at birth matches your identity. Thank you. Okay, uh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so cis straight people could go their entire lives and never once actually have to examine themselves. You have, and that you're better for it. Um, and, you know... Oh, I think uh, a lot
0: of people don't. I see what you're saying. A lot of people so don't because they're not forced have, to.
1: When you're LGBT, you don't have a choice. Right, right. You You have to go through that sort of gauntlet of who am I, why am I, well, yeah, um, because
0: you spend your whole life with people pointing at you, going, "You're different. You're different," yeah. and most or of the are time, you sure you're
1: different? yeah, you and know?
0: vilifying uh, it.
1: Um, like, are you sure? And that—that's a question that I've gotten several times. Sure. Um, uh, so yeah, it's like. So she said, "At the end of the day, I hope you feel lucky that you were forced to do something that you might not have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're forced to really discover who you are, um, and." So while, so I'm sort of in the process of removing my mask, um, and, uh, I think hopefully one day I feel lucky for that. Um, I don't at the moment,
0: but. <laughs> I can't imagine, especially since you're at the beginning of this journey and, uh, we had discussed off, off air that, um, that you'd like to come back again and, and talk about it once you're, you're not out yet.
1: No, um. I'm out to probably 90 to 95% of my friends. Yeah. Um, there's probably a few hundred people that know now. Um, but I'm not officially out, you know, at, sure. at work I still present as male. Um, and then in my community back home, I uh no one, well, a lot of people don't know. Oh, uh, your
0: hometown, you mean?
1: My hometown, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, That's going to be really interesting too because here you are, your mind knows where you're heading. You've begun yeah. steps to get there. And yet you have to, you know, it's sort of a Cyrano de Bergerac thing, you know, you're, you're, you're in the crowd, and yeah. I imagine, and you're sort of speaking to this thing of that you're, you're going to be, and you are, and yet around you, God only knows, I mean, I'm sure you're faced with people that are rather bigoted in that regard, and, and you yeah. hear that,
1: uh, so uh, how,
0: how that must feel...
1: Yeah, at work especially, um, I've heard transphobic comments. I've been at work at this job since I got back home for four weeks, and I've already had three instances of just casual transphobia. Um, the first was uh, uh, someone was telling me that uh, uh, he didn't like the idea of you know trans women in the bathroom with his daughter. Um, his hypothetical future daughter, um, and I had to have that conversation with him saying like, you're, you're gonna have to get over it sort of thing And um, basically, and through the end of that conversation, I think he understood a little bit better. and he was a little he was like, yeah, I'm just uncomfortable with it, but I guess um, I guess that's just the way the world works. Um,
0: Do you think that's a and- learned ignorance? I mean, his fear is a learned fear. I think about when the whole bathroom thing came up, and um, where you know you can only use the bathroom if the gender you were born as is the you know whatever the that that gender is the one bathroom you have to use. That if you have transition and let's say I'm now a man, I still have to use the female bathroom. Dress, or you know it, it's very confusing. Which I find that insane on so many levels. First of all, but mostly I think about. When I was in college, first of all, the female line bathroom was way too long. I went in the men's bathroom all the time. (laughs) Nobody stopped me. Nobody worried I was going to molest anyone. Nobody... I mean, fear is such a ridiculous
1: emotion. Trans people have been using the bathroom of their gender identity. Forever! Which is forever. Um, I was recently reading about um, the... uh, and the end of that point, I... You know, they've been using the bathroom they want to for, de- uh, for forever. And there's never once been a case of a trans woman molesting anyone in a no, bathroom. it's
0: ridiculous. However,
1: there have been plenty of cases of trans women being attacked in the bathroom of the, of the sex they were assigned at birth because they were forced to use that bathroom or they were too afraid to not use that bathroom. And someone, you know, oh, you want to be a woman? Well, let me, you know, do this to you because that's what you get, um, so it's for our, it's for our own safety that we use the bathroom that, of our gender identity. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was reading though, to speak to the whole trans people have been here forever. I was reading a thing about um, you know in the Native American culture, um, people who are transgender are revered. They're, they're called two spirits because they're believed to be in touch with both the male and the female um, mind, uh, and so they. they uh, and that's, like, a real thing, that that um, since, like, like Native Americans cut off from, you know, like, the European world had trans people, and they, instead of demonizing them, they revere them, they worship them. Um,
0: oh, many of the gods in mythologies are of both sexes.
1: Yeah. So, like, intersex, transgender, all these things, they're real things. They're not just something that, you know... Tumblr users on 2016 have decided to start doing. This is something that has happened since um, the, there have been humans. Um, and it's a biological, it's a neurological thing. Um, you know, like trans women, for instance, their brains are structured it's more similar to a female brain than a male brain. And that's even before hormones. Um, there have been uh, studies that have shown this. Um, You know, it's not just someone wanting to wear women's clothes. And that's the key understanding that I think a lot of people have to come to for them to fully accept trans people as who they are.
0: Yeah. Well, I think people's ignorance, too, they'll not automatically assume, oh, that person must have been molested as a child, or that person didn't have a particular parent that showed love, or maybe another, you know. There's a million reasons that people that don't know better are going to come up with why... Right, I mean... And some of
1: them might not even get that far. They might just say, oh, they're just gay.
0: <laughs> right, which is not... I mean, just because you're transgender doesn't mean you want to have sex with the, whatever gender you become, I mean, or not become. Explain yeah. that, because I'm going to trip over my tongue. Yeah. Um, gender is fluid, just as sexuality is fluid, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah,
1: and, and they're separately fluid. They don't have... Absolutely. Um, you know, I have a trans male friend, which means that he was born female, and has transitioned to become the boy he is today. Um, and he was, uh, you know, he was talking about on Twitter, like, oh, um, this, uh, he said, um, he was quoting a quote he gets often, which is, um, oh, you you like boys? Well, why didn't you stay a girl then? Which is wrong on so many levels. A, he doesn't want to be with men as a woman, he wants to be with men as a man. And B, he, the fact, like, to not, to say that, that just ignores the fact that gender and sex or sexuality are um, entirely separate things and one does not influence the other at all. You know? So, that's a common misconception.
0: Yeah. I would imagine it would be.
1: I know trans women who like women. I know trans women who like men. I know... And same thing trans boys who like other men and uh, trans men who like women. So, you know, yeah. it's all it's all different.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then there's like pan bi all those people. Every every type of cis person there is, there's a type of trans person for that.
0: And what's the difference between pan and bisexual?
1: Um bisexual, uh my understanding, and I'm not an expert on this enough to really speak to it, but uh my understanding is if you're bisexual uh, you like men and women but you like men because of the men, masculine things about them you like women because of their feminine qualities or the, the, who they are as a woman um, pan you like someone because you will like anybody because but it's because of the person they are
0: like their soul um, or something soul.
1: yeah you connect to their soul and you know yeah. so you don't care what their gender is and what their gender is has no influence on how you feel about them
0: That's how, that makes sense Yeah. Yeah, that's how I thought it was, too. Okay. So, at what point, so you you had come out to your friends, at what point did you you come out to your parents and explain how that went?
1: Um, I came out to my parents over that winter break between my time in Europe and the uh, time back at school. Um, So you wrote
0: wrote the essay.
1: Yeah, I wrote the essay, and I, I, I... left the essay on the, um, the essay that I'd written back in September. I left that on um, the, uh, like, kitchen table or something. I told my dad I had something that I wanted him to read. Um, and then I went to Taco Bell and waited until I got a text message. Um, and, you know, they were supportive. And I knew they would be supportive. Um, I think My dad, it took some time for him to really come to terms with it, Um, and, you know, I had a conversation with him that I don't want to go into too much detail, but when I got back from summer, I had a conversation with him um, about the whole situation, and, um, you know, at this point now, like six months after that initial um, coming out, uh, they are, like, as supportive as I could possibly help, so... That's great. So, yeah, I feel very lucky that a lot of trans people have it way worse than I do.
0: Well, uh, that's why there's so many trans homeless and gay and yeah. lesbian homeless. Exactly. It almost it seems... It's it's funny because, you know, I know when you when you talk about this sort of thing, everything gets lumped together, which is why I think it confuses people to think that transse- transsexuals has something to do with sexuality. Because every, yeah. everything gets lumped together, which in a way almost, I think, gives a disservice to each individual person.
1: Yeah, and I think in a way it's, uh, and I'm not actually placing blame here, but um, in a way I think it might be the LGBT community's fault because, um, you know, we call ourselves the LGBT, well, not LGBTQA club. There's a lot of different letters now. Yeah. But, <laughs> but a lot of times we still say just LGBT, um, which to me I think is silly because... We have three different words for um, for sexually queer, you know lesbian, bisexual, gay, and then we have one word transgender that just encompasses all the gender queer people <laughs> and we uh, and we, those those four or those this group is combined together as one um, sort of movement. Because we're so marginalized. Oh,
0: um, sure. And that makes absolute
1: sense. We have to form this coalition to actually make any progress. Sure. But now that, you know, being gay, I'm not going to say, especially like in the wake of the Orlando shooting and things like that, that it's like normal and okay to a lot of, like, in the world now. Like, the fight's not over. But the sexually queer movement is so much farther along than the gender queer movement. You know, um... People who are gender queer are just now getting visibility, and um, I uh, I was reading an article saying um, basically the trans movement is at where the like the gay and lesbian movement, like the like sexual queer movement was in like 2003. Um, so we're like 15 years behind. Now I think the the rate of acceptance will grow faster if that makes sense. Um, I like I, I think. We are progressing as a as a country, as a society, as a world faster than we were back then. Because, but it's still true that we are much farther behind. And so, in a way, the T may be benefited if from having its own group because the two things aren't the same, and because they've been associated together for so long, people assume they're the same.
0: Sure. And it's totally understandable that that you would all come together as one coalition, just because it's a more powerful force to be reckoned with, for sure. But I do think it's probably confused people. But you know, that's what education is about—to not be afraid yeah. to learn something about your fellow human beings. This—it's it's a novel, it's a novel idea, I know, but <laughs> for sure. What? Um. So. I'm trying to remember. Now, I can't have a conversation with someone who's transgendered without bringing up the... There There have been transgendered people forever. And I find it really fascinating that... Um, and famous, by the way. But Caitlyn Jenner, of course, got all the limelight because, you know, yeah. they had that TV show and all that. But long before Caitlyn Jenner, there were others. Yeah. You know, visible others. Do you... I'd like to speak to that a little bit. Do you do you think that Caitlyn Jenner's transition uh, helped the cause of, of having more acceptance or hindered it because of who she was before?
1: Um, I was actually I was watching a TED Talk, sort of about sort of about this, um, or at least it started being about about this, and then it sort of involved, but um, the uh, uh, I think it definitely helped Uh, you know, someone who was an American hero coming out as trans uh, basically like I think fast forwarded where we were at as a movement, you know significantly, because all of a sudden everyone had to talk about it Yeah. And once people are talking about it, that's when change happens. Um, You know, I personally know uh, people who their first reaction when Caitlyn Jenner came out as trans was to say, sorry, I'm still going to call you Bruce, or uh, things like that. Um, That was, uh, like, just over a year ago. I have, like, friends who said that. And now, a year later, those same friends I've told that I'm trans and they have nothing but supportive um, and, you know, calling me by Katie instead of my birth name. Um, And uh, I think while I don't like Caitlyn Jenner for the person she is, you know, she's a shoddy advocate. She killed somebody and we haven't talked about that for a while, I feel like. Uh, But, and, you know, doesn't support LGBT rights, she doesn't she was on Ellen once uh, saying that she didn't support gay marriage even though she was trans herself uh, You know, I don't like her as a person but I do respect what she did, I don't think she should have won woman of the year I think there's so many better trans women who could have been woman of the year but on the other hand if even one trans person saw Caitlyn Jenner coming out and winning woman of the year and thought oh you no, there is hope for the future. Right. I'm not. Going, I'm going to put down this razor, or whatever. Um, then you know. So so be it. Like woman of the year. I don't. I couldn't tell you who anyone else who's won woman of the year is. So it's not that. I'm not actually upset that she won uh, that uh, that award. Um, to be honest, I just think in general she's been a uh, force for good.
0: Well, it wouldn't it be wonderful if one day we just got to person of the year yeah. <laughs> instead of. Black, white, green, red, orange, gay, straight, yeah. bi- you know, just person.
1: I was, I was having a conversation with someone about, um, like, the Oscar nominations. You know that we have Best Male Actor, Best Female Actor. And um, some, like it was, it was a group of us, and one person was like, well, I don't know why we gender that. We shouldn't gender our awards. Um, but then someone said, well, do you think if it was just Best Actor, a woman would ever have won it? You know? Um, because we're still so sexist as a society um, that I think... Only Tilda Swenson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she would probably... Uh, but, uh, um,
0: Tilda, not Tilla. Tilda. Tilda. It's
1: stretches of probably like decades where male actor, male actor winning every time. And, um, you know, so I think in that sense we gender it for, for, you know, the the marginalized groups on um, yeah. sake. Um So... We get on Person of the Year when we award it di- to a diverse <laughs> group right. of people I think.
0: <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all, I mean, it's also fascinating just the way humans try so hard to put people into groups
1: yeah.
0: to make themselves feel superior <laughs> or more comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even about superiority. I think it's definitely about comfort levels. And, But I think we are moving towards generations the, the people being born now, for example, they probably won't... This won't even be an issue. They won't even... They won't think... There'll be something else to hate. To hate. <laughs> aliens by then will have landed. They'll be like, God, I hate those aliens. <laughs> the and It'll be LGBT... For the aliens. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. So, okay. So you've come out to your parents. And... You see, your dad took it a little more difficultly than your... Why do you think that is? Just the whole father-son thing to... I think it's
1: that father-son relationship.
0: Um, Oop, can you and, speak you know, up a little? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry.
1: What? Oh, there oh, you go. It, it, I think it is that father-son relationship and, you know, he has friends who are trans so it's not like he doesn't think being trans is okay. I think it took a while for him to accept that his own child was trans. Sure. Um, because he didn't want that for me for my own sake, you know, and, I don't even want it for me at this point in time. Um, I mean, I'm hoping at some point I feel like proud, and happy for who I am. But at this point in time, I, I would still, if you could make me cis with the press of a button, I would do it hands down. Meaning I could, born,
0: uh, born that way. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, born born in the, the gender
0: you identify as.
1: Um, I want, um, but so he he was like imagining how hard my life is going to be, and you know, and. He saw his own relationship with me has changed, um, which, uh, so just a few roadblocks for him, but nothing nothing he couldn't handle.
0: <laughs> Do you see your relationship with him as changed?
1: No, I mean, I've always really felt this way. I have just now started to define it, but um, I've always felt this way, and I, now that he knows, it doesn't change the fact that I knew, and uh, I still view him the same. And um, you know, there's like little changes. You know, I don't want to—I wanted to call it a Katie, but uh, I still want to be. You know, I don't—I don't feel any different about the way our relationship is. Um, and so, once he sort of came to terms with who I really am, I think now he's—you know—not he doesn't have that issue anymore.
0: So you will identify as his daughter, not his son anymore, so correct? um I had this conversation the other day with somebody and uh, in you know anticipation of this conversation with you Katie and um, I spoke about the relationship between you and your father and I said, you know it's interesting because and you and your grandfather you know two males in your family yeah. and um, how they and again this is this is me just sort of, assuming how it must feel because I don't know I'm not them but the idea of like they're looking at you you're saying hey I was actually I'm I'm the same person because you are you're the exact same person but you're just your the meat stick you're in is going to change into a different meat stick right and but in general your soul's the same your mind's the same everything that makes you you everything that you're And again, I think about... I'm going to segue a little bit, but I think about the religious, the hyper-religious who are very much against trans. um, Speaking for that particular... I don't think all religious people are like that, but I'm speaking to the people who are. um, That they're like, oh, well, that's an abomination. But if you believe in a soul, you're the same soul. You're just in a different gooey stick, you know? Blood and corpus or whatever. So... Like you and I are talking, and I'm thinking, Katie, or the name you were born with, you know, you're the exact same person as far as your heart and your mind and your soul. Why do you think it is that people want all of a sudden to be like, oh, but you're, you're, you're not because you're going to become this other, but you're not really becoming this other person. You always have been that person. You were just stuck in the wrong meat stick. I keep using meat stick because it seems like the funny, <laughs> it's a funny way to put it, but that's all it is, right? Um, Did that you know, make any sense? I don't even know if there was a question in there. it was more like a ramble, but
1: <laughs> um, it seems like you're asking like why do people why are people so find it so hard to accept trans people as trans people? Um, I think it's a lot of things. One thing probably is a lack of empathy, you know, or they imagine they are cis, so they can't they just can't imagine what it would be like to. You know, feel anything but the way they feel, and so when they see someone who looks like them acting in a way that they don't act, they think like that's not normal. I I can't I can't imagine myself doing that. So why do you do that? That's weird. You're strange. And what they should think is if they they're projecting you know their own their own gender identity onto the gender identity of the person who's doing that. If they were to really think about it and still project that um, identity on them and think, oh if this person has the same identity I do and I would never do that then th- they shouldn't do that. instead of doing that they should say oh, they must have a different identity because if I wouldn't do that then they can't. and the fact that they are doing that is a, is a given then there's no way they feel the same way I feel. I should you know come to realize that they must have look at this differently than I do. Um, and so that's like you know I think something that people should try to realize if they're going to project they should just go a step further and realize why projecting isn't correct Um,
0: well we can all none of us can can see anything except for through our own paradigm and our own experience and our own sense of self I mean that goes without saying that's just part of being a human being but I think more what I was speaking to is you at least is how I see it and maybe that's the wrong way to see it I don't know is that Who you were born, who you were born as, is the exact same person as who you are now. The only difference is, it's if as if you unzipped this suit and you went and put on a different suit. Does that? If you were born without skin, right? That being is the exact same being. You're just gonna put on a different skin suit, and now you're gonna because you've always been that person. You've been hiding and pretending. I don't know, maybe I'm confusing myself, but it makes sense in my very bizarre brain. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't, um, I think in time people will come to realize that, or to think of it that way. I think in time people will come to realize that, um, and think of it that way, but, um, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone sort of goes through it differently.
0: How long does it take to transition?
1: All my life, um, oh. I, you know, I right now I you know I take a pill every day to stop the onslaught of testosterone, um, and then I ta- have a shot every week to add estrogen to my bloodstream, um, and I'll be doing that for the rest of my life. Uh, oh, it's okay.
0: It's all your life. You will have to
1: okay. Uh, the uh, if I decide to. Six reassignment surgery, um, then at that point I can do that. I, I would the soonest I'd be able to do that is a year from now, or uh, depending on the wait list, it could be two years. Um,
0: Why is the, it so long?
1: Well, you got to go to a doctor who's good at it, um, which there are very few, and there's a high demand. Um, really? Yeah. That's uh, interesting. So the wait list if I were to sign up today for it, I would probably not get in for a year or two. Um, but also, you know, my insurance does cover sex free surgery.
0: That's amazing. Um,
1: yeah. That's something that a lot of trans people don't have. So I, 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 acknowledge that and I, I am appreciative of that.
0: How is it that, that there's just, that is that in every policy or just some?
1: No, just or is it someone. because
0: you live in a really progressive state.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah. The, um, the company that my dad has, or whatever—I um, don't know. I'm not exactly sure why it is, but it is what it is. Awesome. Um, so, but their stipulations are: I need—I need a letter from a um, gender psychologist or a psychiatrist, rather. Um, I need a um, to have lived full time as a woman for a year, um, and uh, actually, those are the two—the two stipulations. I have to have. A letter telling, saying that this is what I need. And I have to have had experience being a woman for a whole year.
0: Have you started therapy for that?
1: Yeah, I've started. That was the first thing I did when I got back home for summer.
0: How's that going?
1: Um, Fine. I don't know. I'm a
0: big believer in therapy. I love me some therapy. (laughs) I haven't felt like any huge breakthroughs yet. I'm not really sure. But I also, I don't really know what to compare it to, so... What are they looking for, just to have you not say, maybe I want to stay a boy. They want to make sure that you know exactly what it is you want, I
1: suppose. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess, yeah, they're just, you know, they want an expert in the field to be like, yeah, that's the best call. Um, but, um, and they, they, I think at the end of the day, they just care about the liability. They don't want to be sued if I were to down the line be like, oh, why did I do this? Why did you let me do this? I'm going to sue you. They want to be absolutely sure that this is what you want.
0: Yeah, America's very litigious. That makes sense. Do you know yet what you want? That's a very personal question. You don't have to answer, but just do you, in your own, do you know in your mind what you want right now? It may change. I don't know.
1: I have an idea, um, but I can't really, you know, it's so far away.
0: From yeah. My so can you get on the winning list before you you go and live life as a woman and, and do that? Or do you, that you, do you have to actually live the life with the letter and all that stuff and then get on the list, or do you know?
1: Um, I don't know at what point in the process i do the whole payment thing. So basically a year before I pay, I will need to have lived as a woman.
0: Oh. Is it an but expensive I, surgery? I imagine it must be.
1: It's like $26,000 for bottom surgery for a female. Does it right. in, is it
0: in America or is it off in Sweden or something? Norway. It, you right. can get
1: it. You can go to like Thailand and get it for five thousand um, dollars. And some people do that. I would never do that. <laughs> that seems risky to me. Um, but yeah, it is in America. There's a the office that I would go to if I decided to do it is in Los Angeles, but there's like one in uh, I think Philadelphia, uh, maybe it's Pittsburgh, somewhere in Pennsylvania, um, and then. You know, there's a, there's a few scattered around. Um, Johns Hopkins used to have, back in the 70s, they used to have a gender, uh, sex reassignment, um, surgery clinic um, that they would provide for trans people. Um, but the uh, they came under attack in the 70s for providing this and they shut it down. So that's sort of a kind of heartbreaking thing that happened, uh, you know, a, a while ago, but, uh.
0: Are you scared about all this?
1: Um, like, about transitioning? hmm Um, yeah, I mean, I go back and forth. Um, some days I'm like, yeah, let's do this, you know, um. Other days I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if this is, if I'm going to, the the option, I never have the option that I'm going to go back to what I was. Um, That's not an option. So some days I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. Some days I'm like, well, I'm less excited, but this is what I have to do. And other days I'm like, I don't want to do anything at all. I just want to, you know, be done. Um, But recently... The last week or so, it's been all positivity, and I attribute that to the fact that I'm actually making progress. Um,
0: Getting the shots and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I went to the Pride Parade on a uh, last weekend, which yeah. was fun and empowering type thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So when you were struggling with trying to figure out your identity when as you were growing up. And we talked that you had some real dark times. And, again, transgendered suicide rates are through the roof. Yeah. It's hard enough to be a human being on this planet, but then you yeah. throw some interesting things in the mix, and yikes. So, do you mind speaking to some of that, just for anyone who might be out there listening to...
1: Yeah. Um, I... uh had a lot of days and nights when I wasn't really sure if I even wanted to be alive the next day Um, you know this idea that even when I finish transitioning I'll still not be the perfect person that I want to be because I will have you know I never wanted to be trans and I still don't really want to be trans I just I want to have been female from the start, um, and so I'm, I've always been worried that, like, it's, I've always been scared of this idea that it won't be enough once I transition. Um, but, and I'm also, since I'm still in the middle of the process, you know, I, um, it's not, I haven't been through it, you know, I can't, I haven't, like, I'm not looking back on it right now, I'm in it, I'm looking around at it. So, I would just tell, um, anyone who also has who's also struggling with this who also doesn't know if tomorrow is going to be their last day on earth or anything like that um, to I would tell them tomorrow won't be my last day on earth Um, I am going to fight through this um, and I really hope that uh, you will do so as well, um, not just for your sake, but for all our sakes. Um, and I've been told it gets better, so let's figure, let's find that out <laughs> together. So, um, yeah. And even if you don't see it, you know, you are a beautiful person. Just the fact that you exist. And um,
0: amen to that.
1: So, it's worth it. It'll be worth it.
0: I hope you believe that, too.
1: It helps to say it out loud.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about?
1: Um, I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but
0: <laughs> we can... Is there anything that we didn't cover that... I mean, I know we're going to talk again, and it's yeah. going, it'll be great, when you know, further down the line as you get further through your treatments and things. Um, but, I, I mean, it's anything that you want to, to pinpoint or discuss that we haven't covered?
1: I think uh, I would like to speak really quickly to the, uh, a week ago at the San Francisco Pride Parade, um, a group of trans-Americans burned the American flag as, like, a protest um, yeah, and it's all on, it's all over Facebook right now. A lot of people are like, how are you expecting, you know, trans people to, or how are you expecting people to care about your issues if you're going to disrespect the flag like that? Um, or you can't give people to listen when you act like this. Um, and I just want to quickly say, like, it's not like, and a, a lot of people are like expecting trans people to have like an opinion about this, or, um, they're like, well, how do you feel about this? Or are you going to say something about this? Um, it's not, and I just want to say, it's like not trans people's responsibility to uh, denounce other trans people's actions. You know, we are not a cohesive uh group, and what one person does does not is no reflection on what everyone else does. However, if you are someone who has not spoken about the fact that you know 2016 is the most dangerous year to be trans ever. Uh, or the fact that you've never once made a Facebook post about, um, a, you know, how transgender teens are have the highest suicide rates. So the fact that, or if you've never called out these atrocious bathroom laws, and now you're sharing a thing about trans people burning a flag, and you say, how are you expecting people to listen to you when you do something like this? You weren't listening anyway, you know. The and at least now you're talking about it. Um, and it's very uh, uh, sad to me that you um, only that you care now that there's a flag being burned, but you didn't care when there were human lives being lost.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, so yeah, I just want you to like take a look in the mirror and say, "Yeah, uh, why do I only care now?" Um, and maybe I can start caring in the future. So that's just yeah, all I It is to interesting
0: about. how people want to lump. Love- for terrorism is a great example you know I have many dear Muslim friends who have never killed anyone and don't intend to and yet somehow for some reason because there's a chunk of really horrible acting humans speaking in the name of a, an entire religion my friends feel threatened you know and feel unsafe you know and people I very much love and admire and respect be they gay or straight or you know whatever, anytime anyone lumps everyone together like that, it, it makes me crazy.
1: And no one ever holds straight white cis men accountable for their actions. Accountable for specific straight white cis men actions. Like no, the whole straight cis white community is not at fault for the actions of one person ever. No one ever says that. So why do people do that for minorities? You know?
0: Yeah. It's it's so easy to point fingers at other people. I mean, it just it make. Unfortunately, it's it makes the ego feel much better about themselves when they can direct attention at something else as being wrong. Yeah. You know, so. I didn't even hear about the flag thing. Yeah. Oh, it was I try not to go online too much, ironically, because you know podcasts are online, but it just it makes me crazy. The news makes me so crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: I really appreciate you talking with me, Katie.
1: Thank you for having me on
0: and yeah. being back on in the future. Yeah, and uh, good luck with everything. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I just want to uh, say that uh, if any of you are trying to figure some stuff out, transgender, bi, lesbian, straight, whoever, all of you, everyone, all people, there are some great resources. There's the Trevor Project. Their lifeline is 866-4-U-TREVOR, which is 866-488-7386. Uh, there's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. There's the Trans Lifeline at 877-565-8860. And uh, there's also advocacy groups out there. The National Center for Transgender Equality, Gender Proud Advocates, GLAAD.org, which is G-L-A-A-D dot O-R-G. There's Black Trans Advocacy, Trans Latina Coalition. There's lots of stuff out there. Um, please, I know just life can be hard, and I can only imagine what life is like when you're trying to be who you really are in a world of people thinking you should be exactly like everybody else. So that being said, stay strong. You are loved. And as Katie eloquently put it, you are beautiful. And uh, we need you. The world needs you. Don't give up. All right. (music) Bye-bye.